This episode is brought to you by Gab Wireless. As I mentioned, my oldest son, he just turned 11, and we are coming upon the conversation of when he can have a phone. He's been nagging and begging for a few months now, and I think really the only option I'm comfortable with at this age would be Gab Wireless. Gab Wireless is a phone made to protect kids. It provides texting and calling, but no games, no internet, and really making me feel a lot more comfortable. Gab says we provide a simple, safe, and age-appropriate first phone that connects family, protects kids, and encourages life outside the screen. I can get behind a brand that wants to reduce screen time and protect the kids from all the crazies out there. Kids feel comfortable carrying this as it looks like any other smartphone, gives a really sleek, fun look, and they're really excited to have it. And I think it's a great new responsibility to start out with and teach them the important skills of managing screen time, phone security, and just protecting themselves and our family. To purchase, go to gabwireless.com and gab is G-A-B-B, use the double B, and use our code MOMVOICE for $10 off your purchase. Hey guys, welcome to The Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah with episode 110. Okay, Lauren, I have a tricky question for you. Are you ready? Of course. Okay, if you had to pick to go to either the dentist or the OB, the gynecologist, which would you pick? Ooh. That's hard. That is a hard one. Because uh-huh. both are like no fun, but I don't know. There's something. Well, both are super revealing. So revealing. So and revealing. that's why I'm asking you. Tell me what you I think. I have a funny thing about the dentist. I know the gyno would probably be the obvious, but I, the dentist, I feel so judged, judged by. <laughs> I know, I know, I just do. I feel like they're reaching in my mouth and seeing my soul. Like, you are not very hygienic. I or know. whatever. <laughs> no, I just feel that they can really judge and tell a lot about a person by their teeth care, teeth care and just, is that even proper teeth care? Yes. <laughs> just how they manage and help. And George is so religious and flossing, brushing twice a day. He's so good about it. And I am not as good about my flossing. Oh, and they're I'm probably horrible. just like, ew, who are you? <laughs> I know. I'm so bad. And like, I've gotten to a point even where I'm just like honest now. I yeah. used to lie my teeth off. Yeah. Oh, I, I would be like, yes. yeah, totally floss. I just didn't this week, right? Like, right, sorry, right. you caught me on an off week. But now I'm just like, yeah, no, it, it doesn't really happen. It doesn't really happen. It's so bad. No. Um. Well, what do you think? Is it gyno or dentist? Oh, that's super. I would definitely say the gyno for the gu- sure. Well, I feel like the gyno, we're all kind of on a neutral level. Like yeah. it's all a little crazy down there. It all blurs there. together. Yes, it's all the same. Yeah. And we don't even really know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's just a black hole. Down. Well, uh, t- too visual. I shouldn't Literally. say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I l- legit like have felt the pressure prior to a gyno appointment of like shaving, doing some grooming down there, like got to be fresh. You Isn't know what I mean? that the truth? Again, you just want to appear, appear to be put together and uh, sanitary and all the things. And is that fresh? not ridiculous? Though? I know. Like, but who cares? Again, your OB or gyno probably sees like every end of the spectrum. So really as a dentist does. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, I cannot imagine being a dentist or a hygienist for that matter. And just seeing some of the mouths out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I Mm -hmm. know that's probably bratty to say, but ew, I'm going to say this and then we need to change the subject. And the smells. Uh, That's (gasps) what I was going to (laughs) Plus the smells. And then we just need to go off of this. Yeah, we do. Because George will talk. We know a lot of dentists. And George is always like, how do you handle the Uh smells in just the mouth, right? But then also you have the other end. So yes, the smells, bless your hearts, all of you that have to do this job. This just went sideways real real fast. fast. So we're going to move on. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But first, we want to talk to you about the Thrive Gut Health System. Do you suffer from bloating, constipation, pain, or a weak immune system? You may be surprised to find that your gut could be the culprit. Our gut communicates with our brain directly through nerves and hormones, and when your gut health is poor, it can directly contribute to these problems. Thankfully, it can be fixed with an improved diet and probiotics. Thrive makes this process super simple by offering an at-home gut health test so you can know the state of your gut health. Order a test, get results right to your phone with a customized meal plan and personalized probiotics. At an affordable price and in the convenience of your own home, 
You can address these issues right away. With certified labs and secure privacy, Thrive can help you get your gut health back on track. Don't wait. Order today. Go to trythrive.com forward slash mom voice for 50% off at checkout. Okay, we have a really good episode for you today where it kind of came about in a in a funny way where we have been talking to a few friends about, I wouldn't really even call it childcare, but just about like help with children. Like as we have more and more children and, you know, we might be trying to do things on the side, work a little bit, things like that. And then that led into the discussion of sitters and childcare and everything. And so today we are talking, yeah, about all of the thoughts we have around sitters, childcare, how to find them, how to treat them, all of the things. Yeah, we were talking about it and I was kind of floored because Sarah and I we love our date nights on the weekends. And as we were talking with some friends, I guess maybe we could possibly be a little bit more of the minority in this category. Um, Obviously, we talk about our marriage and relationships and just like the priority that that is. And date nights are a huge part of that for us. We need a breather. We need a night away. And so that is really prioritized financially, time, all the things pretty much every week, to be honest. We have a Friday or Saturday night we try to go out. But it sounds like sometimes that's not available to most people, or it may not be such a priority. And that kind of surprised me. And it, yes, escalated into sitters in bigger cities and off of the websites and the care.coms. They are charging pretty much an hourly rate of $25. And I was just shocked. Well, of course, people aren't going out because $25 an hour is a huge financial burden. That's a huge expense. And that's not super realistic for most people, especially young families that have the kids that need to be watched. Absolutely. And I think on top of that, a lot of people don't live around family anymore. Right. So like, and we're going to talk about this a little later in the episode where, you know, when to rely on family and how to kind of go about that. That's one of the things we want to cover. But I think things have changed so much in like the past 20 years or so where, you know, more and more people are living off away from where they grew up and they're kind of on their own. And then, yeah, it's just super interesting because we rely heavily and we'll just say on our church community for childcare. And we're talking more like date night, like weekend one-off childcare situations. We do have the convenience that not only do we live in a really big city where there's just a lot of options instead of like a small town where I grew up, But yeah, we live around a pretty active church community and a university, and there's just a lot of options where we happen to live. But for those of you where you might not have those options, we did some brainstorming for you, and we hopefully are going to give you some really good ideas to maybe have you think about prioritizing getting out, investing that time in your relationship, and you. I mean, hey, Maybe you need to like go get your nails done or like a self-care day. Just having time away from your children. This might be controversial to say, but I think it's important. Right. It goes right back to our self-care kind of anthem here at the Mom Voice that you do need to take a time for a time out for you. And and you can't feel guilty for that. You sometimes it's just necessity. We're at wit's end, drowning in the kids, off of quarantine. School may not be in session. So hiring a sitter for three or four hours, even to get the grocery shopping done and a nail appointment in, good for you. Or a Friday night with a date night. Absolutely. We know that every mom listening is coming from a different place or a different need. And that might be a Friday night date night. That might be round the clock full-time care for a full-time job Or, you know, and it might be beyond that. You might have a child with special needs. You might still be in quarantine. There's a lot of needs. And I think that finding extra help where you can should not be, you know, a financial burden or or even feeling guilty about it. Now, when I mentioned care.com, I've actually never hired a sitter off of the websites unless I've maybe been out of town and it was a need like that. But we are really blessed that even on my street, we have a few families with teenagers. And so I have been able to formulate a responsible and trusting relationship with them and they can come in our home and babysit, which is huge. And I know that's not available to everybody. That's what we were talking about. Most, A lot of women just don't have the options. So we yeah. have some ideas. Yeah, we do. And we also know that a lot of you come to the table with different financial situations. Some of you are brand new moms. You're starting out. You guys might still be in school or 
whatever, might just be starting your careers. And then some of you might be on your last child. You know what I mean? Like we know people listening, you're coming from all types of situations. And I do feel like we're somewhat qualified to speak on this subject. And I just think it's fair to say, (laughs) tell them, I mean, you were a nanny, Lauren, tell them really briefly, you have experience in the nanny space. Oh yeah. I guess I, I didn't even think about that. But yes, I nannied for a summer in Boston for a family with two little ones. A news anchor. <laughs> Go ahead and drop that, Lauren. Come on. All right, Jane she got Clayson, a cool, if you're listening out there, she got remember a cool gig. Yeah. little old me. Yeah, I lived in Boston. I was a live-in nanny for the summer. She had um, about a two-year-old and then had had a preemie baby. And so by the time I got out there, the baby was probably about six or seven months and doing really well. But like two under two and with the the ner- you know just the nervousness and the the fears of a preemie baby um I came in to help and yeah. she was writing a book at the time and just kind of still having a career on the side so I helped out and yeah I, I it was a really fun unique experience being a live in nanny is like a different next level type thing but it was a really awesome experience and it prepped me for motherhood in a lot of ways yeah and I so I think we have exposure to a lot of different scenarios a lot of different levels of childcare and everything and from even just date nights to overnight sitters we've had overnight sitters Sarah and I do a decent amount of travel so we we have not hesitated to hire a sitter to come for a long weekend or even a few nights and so and then Sarah's even had some um, help with her job and and kids in home too. Yeah, like now that we're kind of, I wouldn't even say phasing out because I'm still knee deep in the I need help phase, right? Yeah, like right. just as a reminder, if you kind of recently found us, my children are, th- well, almost four, almost six, and then eight. And yours are what, Lauren? 11, twins that are eight and a five. Yeah, so Lauren's a little bit a step above me, but I'm still like knee deep in it. And like she was kind of referring to, I have, kind of been all over the board, right? I've been the stay-at-home mom, drowning in the diapers, didn't really live around family at the time. I had no family here. I don't know. I very much relied on my church community at that point. And then I kind of went back to work and man, more kids came along. I started to drown more and more. And then it became a conversation with my husband of, um, I'm either leaving you all, I'm running away tomorrow. And like, it's on you. And I, I, I say that jokingly. I know you guys don't know me that well. I'm saying that totally jokingly. Of course. Of course. But, yes, but like you, you literally burn like out. Lose, burn out. lose your shit a little bit. Yes. I'm just going to say it because you moms know what I'm talking about. Like juggling it all because you're not only working, you're not only doing the kids, but you're doing grocery shopping, you're in spirit days, you're doing dance class, you're doing date nights, you're doing all the things for all the people. We say it all the time. It's ridiculous. So then it became a discussion of, okay, are we going to do daycare? Are we going to do whatever? And at that point, we did think it made not only financial sense for our family of three at the time, it was right when I had Luke. But it's, I don't know, it felt more comfortable to me to have someone come in our home. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I have had a nanny. We don't have her anymore, actually. But we had her for three years. And man, total game changer in how my home ran. And you would say that, right, Lauren? Oh, of course. Like my stress levels, yes. my marriage, like all of it. It is, and, and hey, I get it. Not all of you are in that situation. But we were just talking about how We know that a lot of times people don't prioritize spending the money on extra childcare, right? But for us personally, like Lauren was just saying, in some of those moments, I'm making it a priority. Like I'm canceling the cable. I'm doing something. (laughs) Right. There are ways to cut costs somewhere else to maybe make this more realistic because I know for a while that that was not a huge option for us. And so back when they were little, and that's probably when you need it the most. And we have a list here on kind of how to recruit a sitter um, or help. And I'm going to go with the first one because this is something that helped us save money. And we used when the kids were little a lot was a swap. Like we would swap with my sister-in-law and brother-in-law and say, you go out Friday night and we'll go out Saturday night. The kids will be at your house from six to nine and then we'll have them six to nine. And it was just great. And they got a fun night with their cousins and we got to go out. And dare I say, you guys, Lauren has always been very creative on this end. (laughs) Do you remember very early on, you had just had Tristan. I was still dating Jeremy. We went to a friend's wedding in Santa Barbara. Oh, yeah. She brought her sister and 
they had just been married to to watch Tristan. Oh, that's you guys right. Brought her along. Yes, yes. You did not let it hold you back from going. <laughs> yes, I was not going to miss one of our yes. best friends' weddings. Yes. That's just like the movie. And we did. We brought my sister and said, "We'll pay for your hotel and your food and the gas and everything if you'll come and just for these two or three, you know, different events through the weekend, stay at the hotel with the baby." And then otherwise we can go and sightsee and do some fun stuff. And yeah, that did work out really well. And your your older sister has used your other sister on a cruise. Yes. I I mean, so getting creative, you guys. Think outside the box, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. You don't always have to miss out on the cool trips or the and you don't always have to pay an exorbitant amount of money. To for, make it for work. Childcare. Yes, yeah. to make it work. When Absolutely. maybe a younger cousin or a younger, ch- uh, you know, family member might be willing to help out for a cool experience, you know. Well, and that's even just another one on our list, jumping ahead, is maybe reaching out to people that don't have kids yet. If that's a sister, um, sister-in-law, maybe a neighbor or friend. Sometimes, you know, children are just like so excited. Novelties. Yes, novelties <laughs> to them. And they're like, sure, I'll come hang out and watch a movie, do popcorn, have fun with them. Well, you go out because that is and, and, and you can pay them. But sometimes they just want to do the favor or they just enjoy being with the kids. So they're an option. Don't totally cut that off. You know, that might be a really great option. Save you some dollars and get you out. I think a lot of times we're really hesitant. Like we don't even register those people in our minds because we don't want to burden them or we think they're busy or something like that. But even like, you know, even like if you know a neighbor who's an empty nester or, you know, kind of in just a different stage of life, like they might absolutely just die for the opportunity to play with your two-year-old. You have no idea. My one sister uses older women a lot just because they are kind of lonely or quiet. And, and so then they may not be by their grandchildren. They may not have grandchildren. So this is like a fun opportunity for them too. So I think you can kind of look at your circumstances and figure out some options within that. Yeah. Kind of piggybacking on top of that is neighbors. Get to know your neighbors. I think a lot of times, especially when you live in a big city, I'm even guilty of this to some degree. I mean, I'll be honest. We don't get to know our neighbors anymore. Right. Like, I can, and I'll be honest, I, every single person on my street, I cannot even say I could pick them out of a lineup. And that's terrible. That's mm-hmm. terrible. Mm-hmm. So I need to do a lot better. But yeah, get out there, knock doors, introduce yourself, maybe take dinner or treats by one night. And um, yeah, maybe set up a text thread, you know, see if people can help out or if they have older kids who might be looking to earn a little extra money or something like that. Yeah, you can kind of gauge the crowd and, you know, do some recruitment there because I'm sure there's some fun middle school to high school age kids that would love the extra money and get creative. I remember I loved babysitting. I thought it was, I couldn't wait till I was old enough. I came from a family of five girls. So it was just kind of the mother nature type. I I was ready to go. And I really look forward to the opportunity. I probably started when I was around like 13 or so, but I had lots of practice behind me. I had three little sisters. So, and I mean, I guess that also begs the question, this is on the list, but when your oldest is ready to start babysitting too, I know. I'm right there on the cusp. My oldest is 11. Some of you might think that's too young. I'm not sure. But I think when you're with your child all the time and you know their relationship with their siblings and just their trust level, I think you know when they're ready. Well, you have different, there's different factors here too. Like how old your youngest child is. Right. I absolutely. mean, Caleb's, on, I mean, he's yes, five he's and a half. Five right? and a half. So it's like very independent that's and different capable. different from having a six month old and absolutely. leaving it. Yeah. So like there's so many different scenarios. And like I was saying to Lauren, like, especially if you're just going down the road and you're really accessible and like you can get home really quickly. And yeah, at the end of the day, you just know your child. You know that one who's in charge and you know if the younger ones are going to be responsible enough to listen and be safe. Right. You know your dynamic. And and I think there is something to be said for like the oldest being a boy to the oldest being a girl. I think girls are more capable and more natural at the position. Absolutely. Just hands down. They're just nurturers. Yes, they are. And and they and they kind of like thrive at that opportunity where my son, I'm gonna have to like, you know, twist his arm a little bit. So we're almost there. And that's really exciting for me because then I'm not going to be having to, you know, text out for a sitter all the time. But I know, man, that will be like a rite of passage. Oh, that's a big day. Man. Absolutely a big day. Oh my but gosh. But then I, you know, and my daughter is eight. So I think by the time my oldest gets a social life and doesn't want to, 
then she'll be ready. Then and you won't even need a sitter she, anymore. Yeah, she'll be ready and eager to like step in the role. And she'll yeah. probably think she should be really babysitting him, oh, honestly. Absolutely. Well, oh. let's finish our list. We also thought about maybe reaching out to your local daycare centers and seeing, just putting it out there, like if there's any daycare workers who might be looking for some extra income, you know, I thought that was like a really interesting idea. And also for like local colleges, community colleges, a lot of them have like early education programs or any education type program. And at that point, you know, they like kids, you know, they want to be around children, you know, things like that. And maybe you could send a flyer or something to the teacher or something just to put out there and see if you get any responses back. Yeah, I think the schools are a great way to go about it and um, trying to find a responsible, if that's college student or teenager. Um, We mentioned church already that we both have used a lot in our church network. Um, But church, if you don't go to a church, or maybe it's a great way to start thinking about getting involved with the church. But I feel like that becomes a trusted community and you get to know other families and you get to know other youth. And that would be a great opportunity to find someone that would work for your family well and kind of connect and network with them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, let's move into expectations. Um, This is a big one. And I think one that a lot of us do very differently um, what about you, Lauren? What do you expect from your sitters? Well, it is a funny conversation because I think, you know, compensation comes right hand in hand with this and things have evolved. I mentioned at the beginning, $25 is some of the going rates for like, maybe they view themselves professional. If they're off their websites, of course, they have fingerprints and um, background checks. And that's very um, trusting and comforting. But then sometimes you just have teenagers from the corner and, and in your neighborhood, and that works too. And so I think there's a variety of payment, which goes with expectation. But let's just be real. The basic expectation in my eyes is keep my children alive (laughs) and happy. I mean, hopefully they really look forward to the time a sitter comes. If you have someone that comes pretty consistently at this point, it is fun. And it's like, oh, she's coming. Oh my gosh. She always has so much fun. She brings fun things. I love when my babysitter brings an activity, brings a game, has something in mind for their time together. I love that. Maybe it's a new movie and she brought the popcorn or maybe she has a craft or maybe she has the new board game. I just think that's so considerate and sweet. That is not always the case. I feel like the younger they are, the more eager they are. And that's when you see that more than kind of your older teenager, young adults. But I do love that. I think the house needs to be as clean as you left it. If not, maybe a little bit cleaner because by the time all your kids go to bed, what are they doing? They're just hanging out. They're sitting on the couch watching a show or on their phone. So, hey, if they wanted to put the dishes in the dishwasher, oh my gosh, like, uh, yay. Because my mom always told me that as Mm -hmm. a babysitter and prep back the day, I know it's been about 15 years, but my mom always coached me to clean up when the kids got to bed, maybe do the dishes, tidy up, just do what I could to kind of step in and help out with the mom. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say one of my little tricks in like subtly doing this is I will always tell them, okay, and I expect before they go to bed, the kids the house needs to be clean. I'll say that. I will say, and I do expect like they need to pick up and blah, blah, blah. I'll pretty much say the kids need to do it, but I'm pretty much saying like, no, whoever is here, the house needs to be clean. You know what I mean? Amen. I love that. uh, We were talking with our friend a bit ago and she was saying how she lays out the expectations up front, maybe the first time. And I agree. The first time you have a new sitter, just put it out there. We expect this, this, and this, and this, this, and this, and and this is what we'll pay for that. Yeah. And I think like as you think about more, I don't want to say long-term care, but like if you're looking for more consistent care, right? Sure. I kind of got in this situation where I was really hesitant to ask for help with mm-hmm. anything, with laundry, with dishes, with like anything. And literally after like a year and a half, our nanny, she was like, please give me more to do. Like, I would really love to do it. And it just kind of dawned on me. My undivided attention with my children is more important than her undivided attention with my children. Agreed. Agreed. Like, because I was finding myself when I came home in a total stress mode, trying to squeeze in the laundry and the dishes and the groceries and like all of it, instead of like spending 
time with my kids. Do you know what I mean? Of course. So I do think there's something to be said for that. And like you are paying someone. And I think a lot of times, again, it kind of goes with what Lauren said, like what level of care you're hiring, right? If it's like just a teenager down the street or if it's, you know, and someone a little older, they might drive. That's a factor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think like the expectation can shift, but I will say, oh my gosh. And I said this to Lauren off the mic, the absolute worst experience I ever had was I didn't set any expectation. And when I came home, there were like 40 fruit snack wrappers all over my house. I swear I found them for like a week. They were everywhere. And so it was just like totally wheels off. My house was a total mess. They were hyped up on sugar. Like I swear she did nothing the entire time. And since we are the mom voice, moms have a voice with your children. I think you're, you're, Setting them up for success in all aspects when you have that frank conversation. If you want to be a babysitter, these are the things that I feel that you need to do in someone else's home. And you want to look good as yes, the mom. <laughs> absolutely. And I, I I think there's that level of courtesy, but also with the payment. Like when I mentioned $25 at the beginning, I about died when yeah, I heard that. That's high. The minimum wage here in Arizona is 15. So sure, could they work at Chick-fil-A for $15 an hour and babysit for me for $15 an hour? Now also the comparison of the like actual effort there is different. Let's be honest. You're in the comfort of someone's home and you can grab a snack and we can turn on a movie and really the kids might entertain themselves or maybe you have to play a board game. Woohoo. You're not like over the grill boxing up whiny complain, you know, customers. So it is different. But I do think if you're willing to pay the minimum wage or even above that or whatever is kind of the going rate in your area, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a little bit of expectation what's being done in your home while you're not there. I absolutely agree. And if you want to, like Lauren said, with a new person, have a list. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's any problem in that of like having a checklist. I've done that many times, especially when it's an overnight situation or like a more extended, you know, like all day situation. I mean, I will kind of line out the things that need to get done in a day. And especially when the kids were earlier, I mean, I'm writing out like when nap time is like what we're eating, you know, all of that stuff. So I don't think there's any harm in like putting pen to pen to paper. No, and I love that. I agree. Setting it, setting it up. I agree. Let's move into payment because I think this is the hot button topic that everybody's tuning in for right now. What do we pay the babysitter? What do we pay the babysitter? I do think this varies place to place. I don't know. Are we talking numbers? What do you want to just throw it out there? Like what you're paying? Sure, I can. Um, I think ours are really low because again, we use like a church community, like our church community. And I think, I think we're using younger, unprofessionals. Like we're not, you know, hiring a, a teacher and um, that's, you know, 23 years old, we're, we're hiring 15 year old sophomores right. that have grown up babysitting their siblings and yeah. they know how to do it. I will say the older they get, mm-hmm. the more they drive, if they drive, there's a whole lot of factors that play into it, right? There's my children. I will say I didn't pay near as much for one child. How many children you have? Yes. I how many children three. you have? Right. Yeah. I mean, there's another factor of the time of day. If my kids are in bed the whole time that they're there and they are not doing anything but sitting on the couch and making sure they just sleep and right. everything's, everything's okay, okay. Yeah. that's another factor for me. But I will say on average for my three children where we live, I'm paying like $10 an hour. And uh, you know, and I think that's probably a totally fair estimate for our area. I think there's nothing wrong with maybe starting the conversation of, hey, we'd like you to babysit um, and maybe face to face or over text saying, what do you charge? Mm-hmm. And maybe kind of get their going rate or what they expect or what um, the neighbors, other people pay you because that's the other thing. You don't want to be the family that's like underpaying by far or overpaying, but maybe, maybe gauging what they say and then going off that, maybe there's a negotiate, maybe they're way high and be like, okay, well, I have this, this, and it would only be for this long. And I probably could pay this, or maybe they're like under, and maybe you say, I'll pay you even three more dollars an hour. If you know, the house is clean, they're in bed on time. So I feel like there's a little bit of room. So maybe like let them set the marker of what they're being paid. So then you're not overshooting a ton of money, but then also 
you can kind of have that conversation with expectation too with it. Yeah. And I do think the more ad hoc date night type scenarios, you can pay less. I really do. Yeah. Because I, and I think I paid, I mean, I will say I paid my nanny a lot more than that. Right. It was, but you're paying for, I mean, it's somebody's job at that point. And right. you have to consider that. I, yes, exactly. You have to kind of know. But when you're just kind of picking a babysitter up for a couple hours on a weeknight, I mean, or a weekend, that's different. And I think you can not necessarily pay as much, you know, because their time, they're not going to be doing anything anyway. You know, right. it's not like they're foregoing a job opportunity right. to come babysit your child. That's Abs- what I'm getting yes. to. Yes. So I think there's like different c- comparisons here. And we're talking more about you getting the break, you getting the date night, actual sitters, not so much like childcare numbers right now. But yeah, I think the going rate from from what we researched, it's within the, you know, 15 to $20 range, depending on where you live. The cities, New York City, LA, they're going to be a lot higher because I think, I mean, I don't know why, honestly, I would think there's more supply there. But mm-hmm. maybe they're more particular. I'm I'm not real sure. Maybe I there's know. more demand. I have I no know, idea. Which, yeah, that's yeah. so crazy. But hey, if they are keeping your kids happy and well and taking care of the house, sure. And everyone's probably so different. They're either nodding or like picking up their jaws. I'm sure everybody is so different on this realm. But I think navigating and talking to your friends, what they're paying, yeah. um, you know, and in, in your area. Yeah. And I will throw in there too. If by some chance, because I mean, do you have a handful of girls that you really like to use? I have three or four that are, I have one or two that are favorites and then three or four, like a pool that I reach out to when I go to. I need to. So I have, I have probably five in my total bank too. I mean, there's a lot more around me, but I would say ones that my children really connect with who I feel totally confident they've got it. And a few of them are like much older now, out yeah. of high school, in their young adult years, all the things. And and I've even asked them to like drive distances. And so when they are spending gas money, I'll pay extra. And so I do think there's those considerations, like if they're spending gas money, things like that. Just make sure, especially if they're taking them to something, because there's been a handful of times where they've gone to the movies or anything like that always cover their ticket, their expenses, Absolutely. all of that stuff. Absolutely. I mean, that's just a given. No, it's the best when you have a sitter your kids love and they're excited to see. It's the best. So what do we do when we have a sitter cancel last minute? Oh my gosh, this is the dreaded scenario. Oh, I know. Like you've waited all week to get <laughs> out. <laughs> or worse, you have like an event or a date or a wedding the, to get to. And what do you Christmas do? Christmas party. Uh, yes. Ugh, right. I know this is really, really hard. I mean, I feel like I have the luxury now of relying on family, but I didn't always have that. So in those situations, we had a couple that was in our similar stage of life who lived in our neighborhood where we kind of helped each other out in those like do or die scenarios. And you really hate doing that on a Friday night because you know you're screwing them over. But it's like when you are good friends, you don't feel bad you know, playing that card. <laughs> yeah, saving each other once in a while. That's huge. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I mean, now we both do have the comfort of having family to maybe fall back on. And so that's huge. And hopefully some of you have that convenience and help. It, that would be awesome. Well, that's an interesting statement you just said to fall back on. Yes. I think a lot of people, that's their primary and only source of childcare now. Would you say that? It's hard to say now that I'm in my mid-30s. I feel like in the early stages, absolutely. Even I, when I had an infant or a young baby, I always felt a little more comfortable with grandma or maybe an aunt having them because I just knew they knew how to handle it or what to do or if they had a blowout or if they're just spitting up so much milk, whatever. But now that they're all a little more capable I definitely try not to use that in a bind or or lean on that because I'd never want them to feel taken advantage of or yeah. just burnt out or annoyed, you yeah. know? And and I feel like family will always be gracious and always almost always like never turn you down if you really need it. Okay. We both have mother-in-laws that are super giving with their time and so willing to help and it's so so wonderful. 
But at the same time, they probably would never say no to us. So we never want to take advantage of that because they're a little older now. That's what I was going to say. It's almost like they're kind to a fault. Yes. Where I've had, I've had to really catch myself like to not rely on that too much, to kind of get creative, find my own, you know, especially as I've gotten more busy and work got busy and now the podcast and we have different things to do. I've had to really be mindful of that. Like, hey, this is their retirement. This is their years to kind of do some things that they looked forward to. And like you said, I know that they would like never say no to me. So I have to really (laughs) make an effort to just not ask too much. You know what I mean? Right. I absolutely agree. I, I mean, we want to respect the boundaries. And at like we said, they're in their retirement. They're getting a little older. And I know they love that quality time with their grandkids, but just never taking advantage and definitely not taking for granted because you are very fortunate if you have that situation in your area or in your life because many don't. I have a few sisters that live all over the country. And so I know that they don't have oh, yeah. any family to lean on. And it is always seeking out these, you know, teenagers or young professionals that can help. So that was me for many, many yes, years. Right. You too. Yes. And you, you were it away was from both. So hard. It was so hard, but it also forced me to figure it out. Right. I mean, it definitely became a priority in my life that I just had to figure out. And I, I think it was worth the time and effort, but a couple of things as far as family go, I think making it as easy as possible on them. So on top of just don't monopolize their time, their time, I think also like you, you take the child to their house or whatever is more convenient for, for them. For sure. You make sure you are making it super easy as possible. If possible, prepare meals ahead of time yes. or give them money to go buy the children food, something like that. Prepare snacks, make sure you have a sippy cup handy, like all the little luxuries and they are luxuries, the sippy cups, though, all those little things that we rely on every day just to make life really easy. I mean, the high chairs, when the kid, when the kids are really young, they can't just sit in a normal chair, kind of think through those things. If they're going to be at their house, you want to make sure they have all the tools for it to be really easy. Right. Do you know what I mean? Even right. if that's a pack and play, you right. throw a pack and play in your car to make sure the child can get a good nap and they're not fussy and screaming and breaking down at five o'clock, you know, witching hour. So absolutely. Because let's be real. Most of the time, grandmas or cousins or aunts will deny any payment. I mean, I think if you could pay them, I think we should respect them and their time, just like any other person giving time to your family. But I know a lot of times they would never, you know, no, I'm I'm not, you're not paying me to play with my grandkids. (laughs) Another thing that I have done though, in that situation is I will just door dash dinner. Yeah. I I will just take the initiative at like 3 PM. I'll say, Hey, I have scheduled pastas come into the door. You don't worry about it. I've got dinner covered. I've done that a lot. I've ordered cookies as like a nighttime treat after the kids are in bed. Because it's just like little things to let them know that you're aware and you care. And even though like you might not be able to pay them, you can do something kind for them. Yes, appreciate their time. And I think even... Um, I've done many gifts or little things because yes, I know my mother-in-law will not take money. So if I could just bring her her favorite treat, like you said, or a candle or something, just to know that I appreciate and value her. Yeah. I, I think just being thoughtful. And again, it's not taking advantage of them. Like, yeah, like bringing their favorite dessert home from date night or something For like sure. that. That's right? so fun. Like they would just really appreciate it. And that, that can be all across the board. If it's a sibling, an aunt, mom, dad, I mean, whoever that is helping you out, just make sure that they know that you love and appreciate yeah, them. And that's awesome. Absolutely. I love that. Okay, well, let's now move into another form of kind of common babysitting that we have around here, drop-in babysitting. I know. Maybe have you ever heard of drop-in? You have a drop-in sitter in your area. If not, start it. Uh, yeah. If not, be ahead of the time. She'll make a good penny or two for sure. Pretty penny, I should say. Yes. No, a drop-in babysitter is kind of a woman or a mom or whatnot who is available, let's just say nine to two, and it's a flat $5 an hour. And you can drop them in at any time. She's there. She's available. On certain days, maybe. Uh, Right. Certain days. And it is nice because if you need to go grab lunch or a doctor's appointment popped up, or maybe you even plan around it, you said, I'm going to go drop them there and I'm going to go, you know, take my mom to lunch for a birthday. I need to go podcast. Yes, I have to work. Right. (laughs) I I have used drop in for Caleb a few times for podcasting days, quite a few times. And it's just nice that 
you, again, you don't feel like you have to put anyone out. Um, and second, that your child will have some friends to play with. Yeah, it is nice. And I think there's definite pros and cons here. I think the pros are, like you said, it's more of a play date feel. Mm-hmm. There's typically other little kids there. I feel like it can also be a little bit of a money saver, especially mm-hmm. if you just have one or two kids. Usually it's a $5 flat, maybe 2 or $3 per sibling or something. And that's just, you're still paying less than the $10, $15 an hour you would pay to have a sitter full-time at your house or something or for an afternoon. So I think you can save money by doing it. Yeah. And the number one pro would probably just be the convenience, right? Yeah. Like it's typically, you don't have to do a lot of planning. You literally just text the person before and see if there's availability. It's usually And for the last minute or cancellation type situations, you have something possibly available. That's huge. Okay. But on the other side of that, for when you do drop-in sitting, what would you consider to be some of the cons? Maybe just a little less attention focused on your child. Uh, It might be a group of six or seven. And so your child is not getting one-on-one, you know, attention or care. Of course, if there's a need, it's, it's helped, but it, it's just kind of lost in the menu, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, I've showed up a couple times to drop in where I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's a party over here. It's a party. I could not do oh, this. Man, Thank I you. Know. <laughs> it's so true. And then I would also say if you're in situations where your child has extra needs and even to the degree like there's a peanut allergy or any, you know, any type of sensitivity it might be harder in that situation. I don't know if there's, again, that individualized attention or even the time to really prep them to care for that type of situation. Good point. Yeah. And I think even for potty training or naps, maybe specific to their age or what you're working on or your routine at home. Yeah. Routines are not addressed there. It might not be ideal. (laughs) Yes. So you kind of are going for the aspect of convenience, a fun time for your child, but beyond that, it, it could maybe not be for you. But it can be like a game, a lifesaver. Like it can be super great. And we have a really great lady that we love. But yeah, reach out to maybe some neighbors, some local moms. See if you've ever heard of anything like that. And if not, maybe, maybe start an opportunity there for That yourself. would be a moneymaker <laughs> for sure. And we've mentioned too, um, the idea of kind of the playgroup rotation too, just as a really quick, it's another idea possibility three or four of your friends that have kids the same age, just rotate houses, maybe a Monday and a Friday or just on your Fridays. So then that buys you three, two hours open that you can be able to run out and do errands or something fun. Break that down a little bit more. You, yes. You're grazing so you, over you it. You rotate but, houses. Yes. You rotate houses. And so you'll host one Friday and the next Friday, another mom will host and another mom. So really, if you have four or five friends in it, you're really only doing it once a month at your house. And then you get your Friday mornings every other week. So because it will be hosted at someone else's house. Yeah. I would say the key there is commitment though. You all have to be committed. You all have to like do your part. Well, I guess not even committed. You just have to do your day. Yeah. If you miss the other afternoons, that's on you and that's a bummer, but you have to host your day. So even if you didn't get the benefit of the two or three other weeks for that month, you still have to host. So as long as you're hosting your day and then, you know, your kid can go the other days, it's, it's just kind of a fun, easy way and also free. Yeah, I think that's worked out really good for you. Mm-hmm. I tried something somewhat similar when I was um, living at my last house, and it just wasn't for me. My personality, it really stressed me out on the days that it was my turn. <laughs> how, how many kids did you have? I don't even think it was many, but I felt like I had to have a craft and I felt like I had to entertain them and it just stressed me out. Okay. I don't even know. I get that. One uh, year, one year we did it and we did have lunch and maybe a craft and it was a little more thought out. Yes. But then this year it's been literally just playtime. Like yeah. go play, go play in the playroom. Just drop them off. Yeah. Go on the trampoline, do whatever you want at my house and, and, th- and much more lax and easy. And again, it's just, and for me, I already have four kids. So having, when it's just my preschooler and three other kids around for two hours, it's not that bad. Yeah. That's, that's not that bad. Okay. Now that we kind of touched on that, Let's kind of move into more long-term childcare. We just wanted to touch on that really quickly because, again, I have found myself in that situation recently, and so I feel like I have a few tips that I can give on that. 
Well, absolutely. And every mom's listening to this from a different position and a different place. And we know that a big chunk of you probably need full-time childcare for a job, full-time job. And if that's a nanny, daycare, um, however you want to go about that. And I know that deserves an episode all on its own because there's a lot of options out there and you want to find that's what's going to be best for your family. Yeah. And we want to like give that the research that it deserves because I think it's such a crucial part of your life operating successfully. Mm-hmm. And so I think we need to bring someone in a little bit more well-informed on the topic. Um, and so we will have that for you. But my number one tip in this regard that I will say is to just assess your needs on a somewhat frequent basis. And so what I mean there is like, I was really bad at this. I don't know. I feel like I kind of got in a situation where honestly, it wasn't even like a bad situation. It was like, we loved our nanny so much. We just didn't want to let her go. But at the end of the day, when I really was forced to kind of reassess where we were at and what our needs were this past year, it actually ended up making more financial sense and for our schedule and everything for me to move Luke into a public preschool. And we were able to set the hours like Monday, Wednesday, Friday from eight to three. That gave me my time to work. And then we have some other options. You know, I'm with him on Tuesday, Thursdays, or I have help in another way. And so I feel like We would have been fine still having our nanny, but it would have cost us a lot more money. And it just wasn't ideal because Luke wasn't getting playtime with other kids. It was different when my kids were home, right? When he was with Landon and everything. But when Landon went to kindergarten, things just kind of shifted. And the thought of having him just by himself there with her all day, like, isn't the worst thing ever. But seeing him come home from preschool with his little crafts and like, learning his name and all the cute stuff, I just feel very confident that I made the right decision. And financially, probably more reasonable because so when you're much more paying for just one child um, to be watched at home, but you, like you mentioned, a nanny, it, it is more of a full-time job, a, a position. So you don't want to necessarily pull back hours or payment. So you kind of get in a little bit of a bind there. Yeah, you do. And I would even say, when I say assess your needs, hey, Maybe you're in a situation where you have three little kids and you're pregnant and you're on bed rest. That could be a situation where you need some more long-term childcare. And I and so maybe that means, like Lauren said, you're kind of reprioritizing where your dollars go and figuring out something there. I was in that situation where the last six weeks of my third pregnancy, I was on bed rest and I had to fly my mother here from Texas to come live with me for six weeks because I couldn't take care of my kids. And so things happen. We know that we get that. And so that's what we're saying is like, don't just sit in a really bad place for a really long time when there might be options for help. I don't think there's anything wrong with asking for help. And maybe your husband travels for work and is gone and for long spurts, or maybe you're about to have multiples and your life is totally going to be flipped upside down. I mean, there's different needs. And I just, yeah, absolutely assessing your needs and it changes. And once the twins or the triplets are more bearable, then you reduce hours or maybe you don't need the help anymore. Or maybe your husband's not traveling so much. So then you pull back and you don't need that anymore. So just kind of prioritizing. Prioritizing and really just stopping. I know a lot of you are just knee deep in it right now, but thinking about ways that you can get help in whatever form that is. Maybe that's having groceries delivered instead of having to carve out a two-hour trip, you know, after the baby's asleep and all of that. Like maybe there are little things you can do and get creative and think about that will simplify your life a little bit. Absolutely. I, I mean, love that. even I have to throw it just popped in my head. So I have to shout out the gym, the daycare at the gym. Yes. Yes. If you don't utilize the daycare at the gym, you need to be doing that. Yes. I'm not even a gym rat, but the years that I had little bitty babies, I was. I mean, purely just to go get an hour of alone time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and so it's terrible. there and it's available. I, I agree. And even that could be even an avenue. If you use it frequently and you have a few girls there that really enjoy your kids or boys, um, you know, 
you could maybe hire a sitter from there and and get someone for weekends or whatnot extra help. That's I a way too. That. And then really briefly, I know we're running tight on time, but my other two tips when kind of assessing long-term care is to straight up interview them. And I did this. I had probably five or six different people, girls come to the house. They were all college age, but I interviewed them. I wanted to know their experience with childcare, like if they knew any CPR, things like that. I treated it much more like a job. And I think that's fair to do. And then my third point is to have them come to your house and watch the children with you there. And so what I mean by that is like, you're kind of in the background doing laundry, doing something in your room, quote unquote, working. Right, right. (laughs) But you can still hear what's going on. You can hear if there's laughter or just dead silence. You know what I mean? I feel like you can kind of get a vibe of what the vibe is in your house. And I would definitely encourage that. And then I just have another one more. My fourth one is go with your gut. And go with your intuition and maybe the person on paper who's the most qualified is not the best person. Mm-hmm. Because I would I would say the one I ended up going with, I don't know, I just really trusted my gut with her and I'm so happy that I did. And so, yeah, that would be my last and final tip. Pretty much with any person caring for your child, you need to feel really good about them. And if you have any red flags at any point, family included... <laughs> Right. Like uh, you just call it and be like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to stay home. You know, absolutely. I love that. We hope this was helpful. I know that we kind of grazed this subject last year or so. And so you might remember our babysitter talk then. But I think sometimes childcare is so much more than just a babysitter. And it, it could be more. It's just can be more than that. And you want a really safe, trusting situation. And there's lots of options and there's way to, ways to find a good sitter. So we really hope this helps. Yeah. And if it's something that you're not maybe doing right now, we, we encourage you to maybe give it a try. You know, book that date night with your man. <laughs> and make it happen. Absolutely. I just think, yes, do yourself a favor and get a little breather. Just try it out. See how you feel. And yeah, let us know. Hashtag game changer. Oh, totally. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Let's wrap up as we always do with our hits and misses of the week. Lauren, what was your hit? My hit, I'll be quick because it's a story, but I, you know, Sarah, how often on anything do you buy a warranty? If it's oh. like a trip coverage, if it's like furniture warranty, if it's like, do you do that kind of stuff? 95% never. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't either. I don't know if I'm like a daredevil or I just am cheap or like what's going on. But if it's like, hey, five more dollars, protect your trip blah, 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 or your flight or hey, five more dollars and you can get this replaced. I just never do it. Well, at the end of the day, there's like a, there's an, an <laughs> That was weird. There's an analysis that goes on in my head really quickly. Yes. Like, what are the odds that I'm going to do this? And, you know, right. is it all of that? Weigh yeah. it out. Weigh it out. So I I bought a piece of furniture about a year ago. No, two years ago, probably. And the guy really did sell me on the warranty. He was like, oh, if you spill this or if this chips or if this cracks, da, 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 da. And it wasn't like too outrageously expensive. I was already spending a ton of money. So I was like, okay, just slap it on. All right, I'll feel better about it. There are chances those things with four children will happen. So I'm going to do it. So anyways, it was um, it's my kitchen island piece. And there was a little corner um edge that kind of um warped. It was it bubbled, bubbled kind of. Yeah. Yes. And I know you're thinking you left water on it. And I really don't think I've ever left water on it. I'm pretty like careful with it because I know it's wood and liquid and food is on it all the time. So I don't really know where it popped out of all of a sudden. So anyways, I filed, which I don't think I've ever done because I've never paid a warranty for anything. Yeah, you were stressed about this a few weeks ago. I filed a claim and I was like, okay, how how do I even do this? I, I feel this is like a warrant for something. And so anyways, it got approved and they honored it. And so then I got, yes, they said they replaced the piece for me, which was awesome. And then my piece wasn't available and... It was already gone. Did I tell you this? No. Have I not my told you this are like story? freaking out right now. Oh, I haven't told you this? Wait a minute. Go finish your story. So then I get to pick a piece. Dots with, are connecting yes, right now. I, I Go. thought I told the no. background to Hello. this. Okay. No. So then I um I got the m- amount because that the, the item wasn't available. 
that I could spend on equal or lesser value Shut item. So I bought up. a new dining room table. Shut <laughs> up. Oh my oh god. I know. So then I got a dining room table. I thought I told you all these what things. What the hell? No. <laughs> I need a phone call about this. But this you knew about cool. the warranty? Yeah, I knew and about that. you knew that. about the table. I just yes. didn't connect that that was the same thing. So I got a new dining room table. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I did. That's and so major. I was super excited. I had known I wanted to get a new table because my kids are so rough. And, and then tough. all of a sudden you're like, I don't care about the bubble. Yeah, I don't care about the bubble. <laughs> no, they said that I could keep the piece and they would replace it. So no wow. matter what, I knew I could keep the island. And I was like, oh, it doesn't bother me that much. So I even just went to see if the item was available and it wasn't. So oh then I was gosh. forced to pick something else out. And I was like, give I need a shout out to the brand living spaces. Man. You deliver. Yeah, you literally, did. you delivered my table and it was great oh last my week. Gosh. So I am really excited. I my kids are so hard. Like they were so hard on the table. And so with just crafts, meaning like crafts or gluing or. Oh, cutting, yeah. I'm, so now Animals, I'm going to be super anal about it. It's a new table. Oh. No one's doing anything on it, but putting their plate down. So that's it. Well, my hit is a very quick one. And it kind of goes with my miss too. But I will just say my middle child, Landon, my five-year-old, he started baseball. I know. First sport ever. Yeah. First sport ever. And I bought the chair. I'm the sideline mom now at practice. She's the soccer baseball mom. (laughs) Well, I'm not a soccer mom yet. Maybe (laughs) soon. But I'm so excited. And I'm just more in love with him than ever. Seeing him and his little baseball pants. I know. It is so fun. Oh, my gosh. So like the cutest thing ever seeing your boy out there playing ball. Absolutely. Like, you're just so like fun. all American. Oh, my gosh. Just such a moment. I just literally was almost crying the first time I watched him have practice. So it's oh, been fun. That's so awesome. Yeah. I'm our so very excited. first sport as a family. Yeah. And he's going to love it. And yeah. you are, too. I think it's it's a fun experience. Yeah, absolutely. It's been great. OK, what's your miss? OK, along the lines with, I guess, my shopping. Oh, this is funny. My store stuff. Um, our Disney store is closing. I thought it already was. No, this is brand new. Released two days ago. That the Santan one was closed. No, I know. They did close that one. But no, they're like closing almost all of them. Oh, I know. It's I did hear that. really sad to me. We love, Santan was fine, but we love to go to the Fashion Square in Scottsdale. And it's just like very nostalgic. It looks like it did when I was a kid. And we just love to go there. And you know, me and my Disney, my happy place. It's just a fun little thing to do for us, for my kids. And I just can't believe they're closing them all. Well, there's literally going to be a handful. Malls yeah, malls, in general. Are, malls are a dying dinosaur. Yeah. Crazy. And did we talk about this already on here? No, I don't. Oh my think gosh, so. I just went on a rant about this the other day. I mean, malls were like a rite of passage when we were twelve years old. Maybe we did. I forget what we've talked about on here. I just haven't. feel like malls were such a fun experience yeah. when we were young, and now they're just gone. I mean, oh. everything must be going online. The day that Gap closed, like I, I knew it. And let me just say this: the day Bath and Body Works closes their stores, it's done, guys. Like, just call it done. I mean, I get it. Storefronts are not what they once were, but that mall specifically is going to probably be the mall of the city. It will live on forever, probably, and probably be the only one. The one I grew up going to by my parents' house right now is already in transition and being leveled. So it's sad. It's totally sad. But that's it. What's your hit, miss? My miss, really quickly, kind of goes off the baseball discussion. So major mom miss. Our our second practice, okay, they told us was going to be at a local park, like, you know, a baseball field. What do you call it? Where there's fields. What are they called? The diamonds? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Wait, yeah. Whatever. I don't know. Long story short, it's the biggest one in the city. This huge park, you guys. Okay. I get in my head. So I get my boys out. I've got Landon and Luke. Long story short, we end up walking around that park for 20 minutes, Lauren, Oh, in the wind. It was this day that we had this crazy windstorm. I remember. Okay. Yes. So we're literally walking around this pond in the middle of the park with sand whipping through the air. Luke can't see. He's like, Mom! he's crying because sand's gotten oh, in his gosh, eyes because right, the wind. Right. And I'm screaming like, let's go, boys. Come on. You know, like 20 minutes in. I cannot find the team anywhere. And I'm like, pissed at this point. So I call the coach's wife and I'm like, what the, what am I missing? Like, where is everybody? Long story short, I'm at the totally wrong part, Lauren. Oh no. Across town, wrong park. And 
all my bad. I just like glanced at it, read the wrong name. I was just so mad. I was mad on so many levels. Sure. Uh-huh. I'm not exaggerating when I say 20 minutes. It I'm was so such sorry. a beating and I'm pulling them through the whole... Anyway, it was just such a it's nightmare. It's funny because I can remember that day. I think we had like split up from podcast stuff or something. And I remember we were driving the same direction. I'm like, where is she going? Oh and my you kept gosh. going. You passed me and you must have been going to that park. I totally went I to the wrong she place. Going? I thought she had practiced. No. Yeah. I went to the totally wrong park. I'm and then sorry. when I get to the new park, the right park, Practice is canceled because, because of, the of the wind. wind. <laughs> of course. I'm so I'm like, F you all. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yes. Ah. And I straight up went through McDonald's, got dinner, and I was like, screw it. I'm well, not cooking. Little, uh, yeah, amen. Oh, next gosh. week, Little League will probably be my miss because the practices are, for us right now, next level. And I have three boys in it. So oh, man. we'll go there next week. Yeah, we will. All right. Well, on that note, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We are back every Monday sometimes more yes with new episodes we have a lot of great guest interviews coming up so make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and if you want to join us on social media we kind of talk about the topic here all throughout the week we kind of keep the conversation going so you can find us on instagram tiktok youtube all the socials at the mom voice podcast all right and if you like the show we would really really appreciate it if you would share us with your family your friends it really is the only way that we grow and you can find more about the show at our website themomvoice.com absolutely all right well that will do it lauren do you have anything else No, but take care of each other. All right, guys, go get your date night. Yes. See you later. Bye, guys.